Thanks for listening to the Four Lee podcast. The four is for my mom who passed away from Lou Gehrig's disease in 2018. And Lee is the name of my brother who passed away a year later. This podcast is all about learning from other people's challenges and how they get through them and really learning from each other. And hopefully you hear something that can help you. Uh, today's episode is with CJ. CJ, go ahead and introduce yourself. What's going on, everybody? My name's CJ Trudnack. Um, thanks for having me on the show. I well, mean, of course. I wouldn't say thanks for having me since you, know, <laughs> you came to my house. So um, Uninvited, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, kind of a little bit of a surprise, but kind of forced into it, so... <laughs> thanks for coming i guess but thanks for having me at the same time yeah so what's been going on i haven't seen you in what almost over a year right yeah i think the last time you were in here it. was over a year ago so yeah, it's, uh, sarasota still still looks good though yeah dude i love it down here it's uh it's definitely god it's such a good time um yeah, yeah i love it down here florida is great um sarasota is great uh, I have my parents not too far away either, so, you know, they're far, they're far enough where, <laughs> you know, they're not just going to pop by, but, you know, it's only a two-hour drive, so they give me a little bit of a heads-up before uh, yeah. coming down here, thankfully. Yeah, not like a heads-up, I'm in the driveway like yeah, I did. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, you know, my parents pretty well. They, uh, I do, yeah. They, your they da- your dad is uh, my confirmation sponsor or whatever. Oh, God. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. So, we, we've known each other what? 25 plus years? At least, yeah. I would say that. I mean, you're older than me, so... A little had bit. had to be, uh... God, I mean, my first memory of you... God, I had to have been at one of your, like, uh, New Year's parties. That we oh, yeah, we had some time. good New Year's parties, yeah. Uh, yeah, just banging on some pots and pans. <laughs> and, uh, I think our parents told us it was uh, the New Year's at, like, 7.30. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. They pretty much put us to bed, and then they had the real fun. <laughs> they did do stuff like that. Just oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm pretty sure everybody's parents do that when uh, when they have some young kids, you know. Just, yeah. yeah, the ball dropped already, and it's, you know, the sun's almost... Like, <laughs> it's still. like it's not even setting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a weird year this year. The sun's still up. This time. I don't know why, but it's a new year. So, But, uh, yeah, no, it's... It's been a long ride knowing you, uh, Malandrinos, and, you know, God, like, I, I used to, growing up, man, I hated you. Oh, really? I just hated you, man. Really? Like, I just couldn't stand but, you. I mean, <laughs> I was forced to hang out with you because of our parents, but, I mean, yeah. God, man, you just knew how to just rub me the wrong way all the time. Do you have any examples? Oh, let's see. You got, you got, you're pulling out a journal. <laughs> yeah, dude, I mean, so many stories going through my head. Where do I start? Yeah. Um, I would have to say this one time I remember, I can't remember if it was like a birthday party or yeah, it had to have been like a birthday party or something, but you would have some event that, you know, a bunch of us were at your house. Yeah. And, uh, I remember this one time that we were playing running bases <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just, I think... I think you, like, tried to, like, purposely just get me out. <laughs> just, like, just to get me out. Just to see my reaction. And, like, growing up, I mean, I, I grew up with two older brothers. So, like, unlawfully, like, you were another brother of mine. So Yeah, like, we, well, we, we called each other cousins, but we weren't blood-related. Yeah, so, um, 
you you were just like another older brother and you were like oh cj i mean of course like i was two feet nothing (laughs) i haven't really grown much sense but uh I think, uh, yeah, you, you just, like, potentially just try to, like, get me out first, and then, like, obviously, like, I'd be upset, and, you know, you just got off on that. And, <laughs> I mean, know, I wasn't, I'm sorry. You were just uh, fist pumping, so I think ever, ever since that time, I was just like, I, I just straight up just don't like this guy. Yeah, so when, when, like when did it, did it, has it ever changed? <laughs> um, I think I just learned to deal with you more now yeah. than, like, actually liking you. <laughs> I think I still hate you deep down inside, but... You're just more tolerable at this point. No, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding, man. Like, obviously, you know, I love you to death and consider you one of my best friends, even though we're, you know, we consider ourselves cousins. But, yeah, um, yeah man, I mean, we go we go through a lot of years together, like yeah. my family and your family. and Well, you carried my mom's casket, my brother's casket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've, uh, we've been through some high times and some low times for sure. But, you know, we're here now and, you know, both of us are... Down here in Florida. I mean, when when did you move to Jacksonville? It's been like a year or so, yeah. Been a in year? Jacksonville about yeah. a year, yeah. So it was probably pretty much right after you left Sarasota. You probably, you know, within a couple months or so, you'd move down here. Well, that that first time I came down to Sarasota was, that was a, that was like, that was like peak, peak, uh, part, oh <laughs> peak depression. <laughs> that was a rough time. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I mean, we could even open up a can of worms just that alone. Yeah, um, uh, there's yeah, there's that one establishment I don't think I'm allowed back at. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you pretty much uh, you put your face on that uh, establishment for sure. And <laughs> this is pretty much uh, when they hire anybody, they look at the raw footage of you and just be like, "This is what we don't want in our establishment. This is what we're not looking for." So. Yeah. If you ever see a guy like this, just make sure uh, he leaves. Yeah. Uh, as well, I really want to thank you for like I'm like 46 days or something. I just checked the the app on my phone, but you took me to a bar last night. No, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen you forever. I mean, I mean, it's good. It's good food though. So like, I know it wasn't the best. I mean, I mean, Sarasota. That's pretty much what it has to offer. Like, it's pretty decent food, and then yeah. it's just a nightlife. But um, yeah, dude, I couldn't be more proud of you for you know hearing oh, thanks, all the good, man. I good news that. and. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely an accomplishment and something you should be very proud of for sure. And uh, yeah, it's good to see you grow like this. Well, I appreciate you having me over because that's kind of like I'm like, all right, I, it's a weekend. I gotta I gotta go see somebody. You know, I haven't seen in a minute. So um, that's kind of like doing this podcast is like how I'm just right. It's like uh, how I'm getting out there. And th- I'll tell you what though, the guests have been crazy good, man. Yeah, like, sure. I mean, like, it, like I don't even, I don't even know some of them, and then like, you know, they get on the show and they're telling me this stuff, and it's kind of been eye opening in a way because I think that I try to get like a monopoly on tragedy so I could like excuse my behavior, and now I'm just like mm-hmm. everybody's going through it, you know, and like, and instead of yeah, um, everybody handles it in different different ways and stuff. I mean, you have all different types of scenarios of people that are just going through it, even. You know, it could be day by day, or it could just be one tragic incident, and um, it's kind of it's you know that's that's kind of what your podcast is like that I interpreted that like there's so many different tragedies out there, and the way people handle things is you know and obviously you learn how to handle it, and you learn a lot about yourself and how you handled it, how you could do better, and you know it's the I think your podcast really uh, it speaks to a lot of people and 
you know, different ways. It's not just, you know, you don't just focus and hold on on one thing. You know what I mean? Like, you you, sh- you show people, like, how, how other people handle distress and everything else. And, you know, people will take that advice. And it's definitely out there for people to, you know, help out each other. And, you know, it's a, it's a really good thing to see and to hear, you know, what you're doing for other people. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. But it isn't my podcast. It's... For Lee, right? Because, right. I mean, you and you know Lee, or yeah, you know Lee. Um, he was just such a great dude. Oh, and, was... like, I hate that it's like I got to live the rest of my life without him. So I'm not doing that. Like, he's just going to be a part of it in a different way. Exactly. I mean, he's he's always there, whether you know, you believe those things or not. I mean, um, t- I mean, there's so many different encounters that like make you think of, you know that special someone that, you know, it's no longer living with us, but, you know, you feel them in their presence and you know that they're there, like, you know, spiritually and emotionally, and you could feel them inside of you. And uh, it's it's definitely something special. And to, you know, keep Lee's legacy going is, you know, it's incredible for sure. You know, it's, you know, some part of me will never, you know, forget Lee or anything else like that and you know just putting another step forward into making this podcast for him and you know things about your mom as well I mean it's you know it it's definitely a refresher to be you know to hear Lee's name and and everything else and your mother as well for sure if if you could tell the audience right who's never met Lee what would you how what would how would you describe him Lee was uh Lee was a character for sure. <laughs> he Lee was, was a yeah. character. Um he he definitely was a lot of fun. Um he he was he was fun, but like it at first if you met Lee, he would be more of like the reserved, the type quiet type person. But the second that you get him out of his shell, man, I mean, he's just firing off at all cylinders. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he uh he he'll he'll just brighten up a room. He'll he'll make any sort of situation, you know, happy and, you know, you just feel good about where you are and stuff and you know and you could feel that you're in good presence you know when when he's around you you know you it was just like i, I it's it's like kind of like a euphoric thing in a way that you just you just knew that you were in good company when you were with lee um it was he was uh he was definitely a a great person um someone i'd never met lee before um he was definitely one of the one of the better dudes that you definitely want to keep, you know, around you, and he he would do anything for you, and I I think I that his type of way and his type of life kind of instilled that in, in me because you know on how how unselfish he was at times, you know, he would look out for you, he looked out for me, um, all the time. So I mean, you know, even when my you know my brothers were, you know, acting up on me or whatever, you know, Lee was a voice of reason and. You know, he would always come over to me and, you know, make me feel good, make me feel wanted, you know, include me in things. And, you know, he definitely he definitely was a great, great, great person for sure. I've I've really never heard anybody say anything bad about him. No, I mean, you really couldn't. Like, how could you? That that type of person, that type of life, you know, that spirit that he had was, you know, he, he just you can't you can't say anything really bad about a person that goes out of his way for you and will show you companionship and will show you love even on your worst days, you know, like he, he will, he will take some sort of situation that, you know, that's horrible, whatever, and he'll put a spin on it in such a way that you're like, 
I don't, I don't even know how, like, you think of these things, but it makes sense, you know, it, it makes sense in what he says all the time, and, you know, and you, and you ran with it, and you, you really took it to heart, and he was, like I said, man, he was just a really, really good dude, and I, I couldn't thank God more for, you know, having him in my life, and, you know, having you guys in my life as well, you know, your whole family in general, there's a reason for sure why you guys, you know, are in my life. Yeah, no, I mean, the friendship with, with you and and your brothers and your parents between my parents and my siblings is, it's been crazy. Um, you know, there's been weddings, funerals, parties. It's been forever, though, you know, yeah, some, of the, like, some of the best moments. Because Lee and your brother Dan lived together right. in college West for, Virginia like, University. three years. And, and I just remember that Lee and Dan, and obviously Morgantown's a very big party school. Oh, and God, it's like, what, the third biggest party school? Right? It, it, it? it was number one for, like, decades, yeah, but exactly. now, I think now it's three, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's always, like, top five. But when Lee and Dan were there, it was one. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure. And, I mean, <laughs> it's definitely a fun time. I remember Lee and Dan would always, like, it was usually Dan would always just, as soon as the first person, like, passed out or whatever, would always just be like, I remember my first beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was always his famous He line. loved that line, yeah. And Lee loved line. it, too. They I, are, both of them would love saying that. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were so similar as as people, you know, my brother and your brother. Yeah. And, like, to put them in a, in a yeah. room together, it's, you know, it's it made sense, but I honestly, I can't even think of, like, more than like three sentences they said to each other per yeah, day. You yeah, know what I mean? Pretty, yeah, but like <laughs> but like they would it would make them feel like they had a full conversation with each other like each and every day. But I, I can yeah, I can't imagine like I wish I had a camera, you know, <laughs> in their apartment and just seeing like what they talked about like on a daily basis. Like I, I feel like it would be like sports for a couple minutes and then they would both think like, all right, I think I'm over talking at this point and just dead it and then they would just watch sports and go into they were, they were big into Madden and yeah, Madden. NCAA and yeah. Madden I mean yeah, the so. video games alone I mean that's yeah that's probably their biggest uh, their biggest thing that brought them together for sure and then they had like you know in the the bathrooms and like the mall they have those big industrial toilet paper yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like they always had that like in their bathrooms <laughs> like where did they get that from? I think like, they took it from the mountain lair or um, yeah I'm sure they did yeah um, yeah they always had that yeah it's funny that you brought that up I didn't even think about that until yeah. you just thought until you just said it and yeah <laughs> I don't know like where like I didn't even I didn't even think they like sold that at stores and like I would always no, like, they try did, to they like did. look I would like look for it and be like where the hell because I feel like you would save so much money on that that yeah. I, like that like I would think like all right let me try to find it and I like I would never find it but like leave it up to you know Dan and Lee to <laughs> to to find something like that and that was their supplies you know what I mean like oh no we're not gonna spend any money on this we can just take it I remember like when I was staying at Lee's apartment or whatever he like get in the shower and it would have the the power gel from like the dollar store you know that. <laughs> Like, I'm like, dude, oh what is, you God. have power gel? And he's like, yeah, it's good stuff, man. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's the best thing that you can buy right now on the market. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I'm like Axe body spray. <laughs> yeah, it smells like a middle school uh, yeah. locker room. Yeah, that's basically what their uh, what their apartment smelled like for sure. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, Morgantown was definitely fun. Oh, yeah. Morgantown was, uh, was definitely a good time. I mean, knowing me, myself... Especially like at that age, you know, 17, 18, 19 years old, I could have never, never, never survived in a place like that. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, now I'm almost 30 at this point. Um, you know, it would be different, but 
yeah, I don't know how, how people can make it. I mean, that's just me. I don't well, know how I people mean, can manage that. That's how that, that I age, exist is my know? parents met down there. Yeah, if it I, wasn't for Morgantown, I wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be having this conversation. I know, which is crazy, right? I mean, Morgantown is, had a full... Uh, a full fledged Malandrinos, you know what right. I mean? Like all different generations, which is crazy, but you know, all you guys went there, right? Yeah, that's where I went. My Max went there, Lynn, uh, Lee, my mom, my dad, and then I went there for grad school. So, yeah, yeah. all you guys, they they definitely sh- saw their fair share of Malandrinos for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we have a brick. I don't like to brag, but there's a Malandrino brick in Morgantown. Yeah, of yeah. course, it would be <laughs> just Stone Edge and there yeah. forever. Yeah, of course. So, what else is up, man? Uh, nothing, man. Um, you know, just doing a lot of work and uh, actually heading up to New York next week to visit, you know, some family and visit my nephew for his birthday. So, that'll be a cool little exciting trip. Man. How is it having a nephew? I'm about to join the team in April, Lynn's due. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely, what is she having, boy or girl? Boy. Boy. It's going to oh, yeah, be that, called as right. Wesley. That's right, yes. Yeah. Now, I, I do remember that now. Um, he's actually the biggest reason I got sober, you know. My sister, like, she's little, my little sister, but she, like, pulls me in a room. She's like, we have to have a talk. And I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, you're out of control, and I'm about to have a baby. You need to figure it out. And, like, when she says it like that, it's like my mom never died, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And she's like, good talk. Yeah, <laughs> that was that it. Was it. Yeah. Yeah, and that was it. Um, yeah, I mean... It's it's different for sure. I mean, I'm not one of those crazy things that is like, you know, that's my kid or whatever. I'm not, you know, I'm not that type of person. But, um, yeah, it's it's kind of like having a kid without having a kid that like, yeah. you you know, drop of a hat of like, hey, like we're doing something, you know, for your nephew or for your niece. I have a niece too now. Um, oh, congrats, man. Yeah, I knew my that, other though. brother. Um, yeah, so anything that like, they're like, oh, you know, we, we want to do something, we want to plan something, you drop basically everything and you you make it work even if it doesn't work you you make it work and you know it's it's good to see you know how the family is starting to grow and stuff like that like because obviously like you know growing up you know we didn't have any younger you know like we didn't have any nieces or nephews or anything else like that so like for I could see how like my parents see it now of like how their family's starting to grow and stuff like that and like now I'm seeing like part of my family like starting to grow and and stuff like that and it's it's crazy to you know to really see it in that sort of perspective but um yeah it's a lot of fun man it's you know spoiling them and like getting to see them and getting to see them grow up and you know the small little words that they put together and you know how smart they could be at such a young age it's you know it's it's pretty crazy but it's definitely a lot of fun um I enjoy it I enjoy a lot of it um yeah, so I'm looking looking forward to seeing my uh, nephew, and I got to actually see my niece too because my other brother's flying out. Um, so yeah, we're gonna have the whole gang back together up in New York. The only thing that sucks is it's so cold down there, and I I became you know a Floridian now at this point. I've been down here for two years, and you know anything below like you know fifty five fifty degrees, I'm like, dude, it is freezing, yeah. and I know like. I know growing up in New York, like, if you know, if it was winter and it was, you know, 55 degrees, you're going out in, in t-shirt and shorts. You yeah. know, like, it felt so good to, you know, not be all bundled up. But I know now, like, I'm going to throw at least, like, a layer, if not two on, and be like, dude, this is freezing. I don't know how you guys do this. 
It is crazy how your body switches gears. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's 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 insane how, you know, you, you adapt to wherever you are now and you adapt to your climate. You know, I always thought growing up, you know, I, I always heard of Florida and stuff like that. And I was like, eh. I was like, I don't know if I could do it because, of, you know, it's so hot in the summer. But the summers down here and the summers up in New York really aren't that different. Like, it's really not that big of a difference. It's just that the summers last longer down here than it does up there. So, like, I remember my brother's wedding when I moved down here. And my brother's wedding was, was in New York. And it was, like, over 100 degrees with, like, 90% humidity. I'm like, God damn, like, this is just as bad as Florida, if not worse, dude. <laughs> it was bad. And I was like, it's like, that's how I got, like, the real comparison. I was like, there really is no difference like i said it's just down here it just lasts longer yeah the summers here they definitely are hot but um yeah i don't i don't really see that big of a difference for sure i think the the big difference for me is is my my tims don't get used much <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't I mean, get used that, like dude i dude those things have such dust on them I, yeah i brought two pairs of tims down here. yeah you don't need them down here oh no you don't the only time you really bring them out is when it's torrential rain but even then like it rains down here for 20 minutes and then it's nice and sunny again and that's it and now you look like a goof <laughs> yeah 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 here. you don't see like, tims dude, down like, here what are, you, what are you doing like what are you wearing like people still will be in sandals and stuff they're like it's just gonna pass yeah um but yeah that's that was that was another thing too like that whole culture shock of you know because i moved down here during covid um, it was kind of in the later stages of COVID, but yeah, I moved down here in COVID. And the one thing that was such a habit that I had to break was the whole mask thing. Cause I would have to wear a mask, you know, everywhere in, in New York. And, you know, I had that like gator mask thing. I'd always wear it. And I came, I, you know, I came down here and I would just always have it on me and stuff. And every time it was just like a natural thing. Like I didn't even think of it at this point. It just became so so natural to me to just throw up a mask or whatever and I would walk into a store and I would literally just see everybody just not wearing a mask and I'm, I'm like the only one. Like, <laughs> you're like, they're, you know, I stuck out like a sore thumb like, yeah, dude, you're an outsider. Like, you're definitely not from around here. And that that was like, like I said, that was like the biggest thing for me to like try to break. And it, it took like a couple weeks to really, you know, not have that type of, you know, protection, I guess you would say towards towards my face with you know the whole COVID thing it's so weird how it's you know two separate you know it's the United States obviously but it was two di completely different worlds well I remember when I when I came down here last time it was during COVID or whatever and I was like I had my mask and you like laughed at me yeah yeah, yeah that's how it was yeah. and, and I'm sure that's how people saw me like when I when I was wearing my mask they're like dude like what are you doing like <laughs> it doesn't exist down here I mean obviously it does and whatever but yeah, no, they, uh, it was just a different way of life, and, um... I didn't see, last time I was in New York, I think it was in September, I didn't, I didn't see many masks, I don't think. September? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, don't know how it'll be this time, I don't think there's any rules or anything. Is there not? Yeah, I, I mean, so. I, as crazy as it sounds, I'm still gonna bring, like, a mask, cause, like, I just don't know yeah, like, yeah. how it is up there, but it, it's been, yeah, it's been, I think, a year since I've been up there. And, yeah, I gotta ask my dad. Yeah, I, I, I don't know anything about that stuff because like i said down here it's just it's you know you do it at your own risk whatever you know wear it or don't wear it type thing you know it's a little more freedom down here but um yeah it's 
it's definitely, it was just like a weird, weird time. You know what I mean? And it was kind of one of the, one of the big reasons why I moved down here was, you know, to, to feel that type of freedom again of, you know, not really tell, being told what to do and how to do it. And, you know, you can only get certain things at certain times and stuff. Come down here and it's like, you know, this is the way how life should be lived, basically. And it was, uh, it was definitely a cultural shock for sure. The only thing I don't like about Florida is the amount of sharks in the water. Sharks? Yeah. I've seen a couple, actually, and, uh, yeah, it freaks me out. Yeah, yeah I don't even go, I don't go in out. the water. Because yeah, I, 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 I watch these drone videos, and they'll have, oh, like, dude, these sharks, the worst thing sharks you can do right by, like, these people. Yeah, I'm not getting that water. And then... In the the lakes or whatever they're called, the ponds and stuff, they got crocodile yeah, alligators or whatever. I'm not stuff. doing that yeah. either. Yeah, yeah, I mean they love they love that warm water. So yeah. any I mean I live on the Gulf side, so you know, that's warm year round basically and they're around there for sure. Yeah. I'm um, not going out like that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the worst way to dude, go. I, get mauled I, by an alligator or a shark imagine, or something. Can you imagine? I know, even when I go golfing too, like I you can't not see an alligator every time you go out because there's obviously ponds and waters everywhere. Yeah. And there's, I don't think it's ever been a time where I went golfing where I didn't see at least one alligator just swimming around and stuff. I'm like, I, I like, it's so weird. Like, it's so different. Like, obviously growing up, we never saw that. And it's like no. so normal for them too. Like, it's so normal for people down here. Like, they don't even bat an eye. Like, they don't even look twice. And it's still something to get like used to because like, I'll I'll see it and I'll like I'll stare at it for a little bit and you know people are just you know walking about their day no problem like you know dogs are off the leash and stuff I'm like like this is insane like I, I don't know how you guys oh no it's fine it's fine it's fine like okay <laughs> so, uh, I don't I don't know how you'd say that's okay but I mean that's how they live down here Have you ever been to an alligator farm? I I actually did once. It's the scariest when, place in the world, dude. So I actually had so this is when I was. I don't know, maybe like seven, eight years old. I came down here on vacation with my family and we went down to like the Everglades. And I remember vividly to this day, they had like, you know, like those machines that, you know, you put a quarter in, quarter in you get like a gumball or whatever. Yeah. So like they had that, but like they had alligator food. And it was basically like dog food, it looked like. Um, so my mom, I you know, I asked my mom to get me a quarter or whatever. So I got some food for it. And they had like a little fence and my hand was so small still at the time that like I tried to hand feed it like it was a dog. And I remember you one tried of the- to hand feed an alligator? <laughs> Dude, and like I remember like one of the chaperones or one of the people working there literally just grabbed grabbed my arm so hard and yanked it as far and I was like, What's wrong? Like what what's the matter? And they're like you were seconds away from losing your arm, and I was oh like, my God. "Oh, dude, like, dude, that thing would have pulled you in too if you're like seven or eight. You oh been yeah, a guy. yeah, I mean, it's I I couldn't even imagine, but yeah, no, it was <laughs> I I didn't even think of it. I mean, I can only imagine. Like, I'm sure I wasn't the only kid. I'm and I'm sure they've seen that more than a handful of times. That's a really kid. stupid thing to have kids feeding alligators. And like like <laughs> I said, like it was a fence, so like you could obviously like it was like a regular like you know, chain link fence. So like you could fit your hand through it, no problem. And you know, Oh my God. I, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine like how many people or kids or whatever have tried to put their hands through it. And I, I remember that vividly. And ever since that time, I like, that's why like, I obviously it's smart to keep your distance, but like, I think that's like a kind of traumatic thing that I have with them that I'm like, yeah, no, like I'm good. I'm just going to walk the other way. Cause like, I, I can't, 
that those 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 are different types of beasts. Yeah, like, those yeah. are really like different types. There's of no beasts. amount of jujitsu. <laughs> Stop <laughs> yeah, alligator. Any amount of classes could really uh, prepare you for that type of. Um, what was battle. what was that video you showed me earlier about the the shark? When the guy oh, like puts God. his hand yeah, in there, yeah, dude. So yeah, they were like out on a boat, right? And like the dad like caught a shark, whatever, and he like tried to like handle it. Like it was a shark. Like yeah, granted, it was a you know it was a small shark, but it was it was still a shark. Yeah. And mind you, he has like his whole family on there, like little kids or whatever. And the dad like tries to bring it on shore, and literally the 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 shark just turns around and like does a little like you know a little flick. And just latches onto this dude's pinky and literally just rips it off clean, like no problem. And I was like, dude, like I, I, I don't know, like these these Floridians down here, they're they're different types of breed when it comes to animals like that. Like, well, how many years do you do you think it would take us to be in Florida before the news report would say Florida man does this when describing yeah, right? something? I mean, God, I mean, God only knows, but I, I mean, I feel like half the stuff that's like, I feel like. Obviously, that would make news, like, up in New York, but, like, down here, I feel like that's just, like, another day. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like you know, guy's pinky gets chopped off by a shark in other news, and then, like, just goes something completely different. Like, it's like it's just no big deal. Like, yeah, the NASDAQ was down 20 points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, just go on to some stocks and stuff. But, yeah, I feel like that's it's just, like, normal down here. Like, oh, yeah, like, you know, you go to a bar or whatever, or a restaurant, and you see some guy, like, he has, like, three fingers, and you're like, oh, the gator got you too, huh? And you're like, yeah, man. And, you know, I was doing it for Chubbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, from Happy Gilmore? Yeah, dude. That's one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh, my God, dude. I, I mean, every time that I see it on the TV, I mean, I just stop and watch it. Like, nothing else matters, because those types of movies, those those will never die. You know what no, I mean? Yeah. Like, they will never die, those types of movies. You yeah. know, Adam Sandler's a genius with those things, and we grew up... Basically, Adam Sandler right, had some classics, right? Like right Billy at the Madison, time, Big Daddy, Big Daddy, Big Daddy was. Oh, uh, Pug- remember Puglia's is a Malandrino Trudnik staple. Yeah, yep, and uh, yep. one of the one of the scenes is in Puglia's because they got a picture on the wall of Sandler. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's. Um, yeah, I, I remember having Big Daddy on VHS too. I mean, now I'm really throwing it back for. Uh, VHS. People, yeah, <laughs> most people don't know. Yeah, there was uh, before DVDs. There was some even before that. It was called VHS, and you know, I remember having Big Daddy, and you know, you would have to rewind the tape back before like taking it out or whatever. Otherwise, you know, the next person to watch it, they're just watching credits the whole time. And, you know, <laughs> and it wasn't like a quick process either, where you know, you just press back and start over again. Like yeah. you, you, you would have to wait like an hour at least to like get all that tape back. Remember the Disney, the Disney ones and those those big cassette holders or whatever, oh and like God, the Lion yeah, King exactly. and uh, Toy Story, Aladdin, all that stuff. Yeah. What, what was your favorite Disney movie? Um, honestly, I, I'm not used. I'm not like a real like Disney type person. But growing up, I would definitely say like Toy Story was my uh, was my go to. That was my number I think one. I think they're on either four or five. There's another one coming out though. It's yeah, either four or five. I mean, I can't keep up with that with that series. I mean. It keeps evolving, but yeah, I remember the first Toy Story, and I, I think that's... What was the what, kid, uh, what was the psycho kid? Oh, yeah, the... Like, oh he, like, God, used what, to torture the yeah. toys. <laughs> <laughs> that kid so probably like had some... Off, like, yeah, his dad used to like, beat him, but, like, in the movie, they made him, like, this bad guy, <laughs> yeah, but he was exactly. just a traumatized <laughs> kid, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that kind of has, like, a little, uh, little hidden message in between, yeah, yeah. In, in between the lines, yeah. 
I mean, I haven't watched that movie in so long, but yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I still, I'm not going to lie to you. I still watch clips from The Lion King on YouTube. Like, I mean, Lion King is just like... One of the like when, of when Simba, time. when Rafiki finds Simba in the field and he's like, correction, I know your father. Mm-hmm. And then like yep. he follows him in the, the little vines or whatever. And he gets to the water and he's like, that's just my reflection. He's like, look hot. Uh. Yeah, exactly. And then he, Mufasa's like, remember who you are? That's how I feel like I had that moment like a few months ago. And right. my mom was just like, what are you doing? Like, remember who you are. Exactly. And yeah. you just find yourself. I mean, those are, those are good for, like, those types of movies. And oh, stuff. dude, like, the Lion King. Like, those, those the Lion King hidden amazing. message and stuff and, you know, everything else like that. Um, yeah, for sure. Although I try to watch the, the new digital Lion King. Oh, the new Horrible. one? Horrible. Yeah. I yeah. mean, because I mean, you're just comparing it to, like, the old one. And old one, I mean, especially because we were younger. So, like, yeah. we grew up, like, you know, and thinking that, that was the best movie in the world type thing. So, like, nothing you will do will, like, hit that, like, memory of, like, being young and stuff. And, you know, knowing what you know now. You're like, oh, man, like, this ain't that good. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this kind of sucks, man. Like, why would you ever, like, ruin it with trying to do another one? Yeah, like, there's some movies you just can't remake. I know. Like, I, I hate when they try to do, like, oh, you know, it's back again. And you're like, it doesn't have to be. Like, just let it let it rest in being, like, one of the best, you know, things that you ever made. Yeah. They, yeah. The Indiana Jones is coming out, though. A new one of those. Is it? I yeah. didn't even see. I didn't even see that. Harrison Ford's like 108 years old. <laughs> yeah, right. Like <laughs> he's ready for one last ride, like Fast and Furious. Yeah, he's. I mean, how many movies have they? Fast Furious is coming. There's another one coming out. It's got uh Oh, who's in it? Vin Diesel's in it. John Cena, but there's someone. I John Cena. Oh yeah, John God. Cena like replaced the Rock. What are they on? Like. I don't know. Fast and Furious 27? They like, should have stopped it after Paul Walker yeah. died, and they did that that scene at the end. Scene. Yeah. Because like when that, Paul Walker was going left, yeah, and they, then they split Yeah, that was yeah, the best. That, that was, like, the best way to, like, you know, end something and, you know, to let it to let it live. And, yeah, I, I felt that was, that was a powerful message, too. Like, oh, yeah. Just that, just that scene alone, it's like. You know, I'm 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 taking off and I'm making I'm going my own route type way. And when when Vin Diesel's at the stop sign, he's just kind of sitting there, like you know, because it's deeper than Paul Walker's character in the movie. Yeah, of course. And then Paul Walker pulls up and he's like, "You thought you could leave without saying goodbye?" Yeah, I mean, I mean, was, talk about goosebumps. Oh you know yeah, I mean? like yeah. it's that that was that was a good movie. And uh, yeah, I I mean, dude, honestly, when can you say it was the last time that you went to a movie theater? <sighs> That's that's a really good... Oh, uh, it was in Cali about a year ago. My buddy, Jer, producer of the podcast, he's uh, huge into... Uh, what it, it was this movie, like it was called uh, Dust or something like that. It's like a book they made into a movie, like right, Dungeons right, right. or Dusk. Mm-hmm. He's going to be mad, I don't remember it, but... Dune, Dune. Dune? Yeah, Man, with uh, Jason Mimosa or whatever. Oh yeah, that big. Yeah, that big yeah he's in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he wanted to see it in IMAX, and he'd yeah, he'd seen it a whole bunch. So we were we were watching that, and uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, it was, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's I didn't terrible. want to tell. He's gonna know now what I yeah, thought. I, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I could have done without probably, that. He's probably just yeah. gonna edit that part. Out. <laughs> he yeah. needs to know. I can't. I can't even remember the last time. I, I think it was honestly before COVID was the last time that I was in a movie theater. And I couldn't even tell you what the last movie was, but I hear now that like they make these movie theaters now where they have like lounge chairs and like full on like waiter and waitress service and like you know get yeah. steak dinners with a glass of wine and stuff. 
And, you know, that's it's a whole different way of looking at it. But, like, everything is, like, you know, all digital now. Everybody can just go on Netflix or whatever, go on the internet and, like, surf it. And yeah. It's it's crazy how, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't really remember, honestly, what's like, been in there. Movie theaters are probably going to be gone in, like, 20 years, right? It has to. Like, you would have to think that. But, like, same time, it's one of those things where, like, you know, it's kind of... I mean, you would think that, like, drive-in movie theaters at this point would be gone, but they're still here. Um, so I, I think it's more, like I said, like, that nostalgia part of just, you know, going to the movie theaters. Like, that was your Friday night type thing, like, or the weekend. You know, that's how you knew, like, the weekend was here, by like, going to the movie theaters and, you know, starting off your weekend that way type thing. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely agree with that. Um but I I think that movies should be gone. But if they stay around, it it is just gonna be in the style. It's like a guy who pulls out like a record player. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like why you have that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I right? got that same thing on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I could pull it up in you know point two seconds. I was like the same thing even with you know teachers back in the day too. Like you'll never have a you know calculator in your you know in your pocket, but. Little do you know, fast yeah. forward like five, ten years later, like these, like this calculators, literally sitting in my pocket twenty four seven. Yeah, I mean, um, one of the the funniest things about teachers, I think now is like, remember we had like subs and they bring in the wheelie TV. Oh yeah, and you just, and, you and just you, knew right then and there. Yeah, you're like, oh it's yes. a great day. Oh you know? yes, yeah. And now I just wonder like. What do what do teachers do when they're subbing? Like, do they bring the wheel? Do they just put a like put something on the their computer? How does yeah, that even right? work? Like, it's a completely different environment. Do do they just like airdrop like a video <laughs> and just be like, yeah, just watch it on your phone type thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, like the whole. I'm so happy that you know I graduated at the time because like I was right at that cusp where like, the teachers would have unlimited or like the parents would have unlimited access to like the teachers and like have the one-on-ones conversation because obviously like back then like the only way you would get in touch with somebody is like you call them on their house phone yeah you know there wasn't but like now report cards oh my god (laughs) now now you could get a report card like instantly yeah text message digitally like you know what i mean like yeah and i I remember sometimes uh you know when report cards came in uh, mom and dad, if you're going to listen to this, oh, God. But um, I remember when they would come, come or progress reports, those are those are killers. Those would definitely ruin a weekend for you right there. But, uh, yeah, my house, you know, 79 Highland Down, that was the only house that uh, wouldn't get report cards or, or progress reports in the mail for whatever reason, you know. It was always a mailman's folder, you know, or Shoreham Waiting River, you know. They, they just couldn't get it together when, you know, sending it over. But I remember, dude, I would literally sprint onto the bus or, like, sprint home or try to get a ride from somebody. And I would try to get to the mailbox so quickly and literally just surf through all the mail that we got. And I would take my progress report and, like, put it under the mattress. (laughs) And, like, my brothers would, like, say the same thing, like, if I got home first because, like, they were doing sports. Well, like, I I couldn't yet. They would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, my progress report is, like, in the mail, too. Like, can you grab it? And I would literally, like, thank God, like, my parents never, like, went underneath, like, the bed, like, in between, like, the the sofa and, like, the box spring. Like, thank God they didn't go underneath that because you, you would just see, like, all different, like, report cards and stuff and, like, my parents would have to go through the hassle of, like, going up to the school and, like, yeah, sorry, Mom and Dad, but, uh, yeah, 
your son wasn't the brightest tool in the shed when it came to the books. But <laughs> well, so the podcast, the last few episodes have been awesome. Like had great guests on, sharing a lot of um, intricate things and personal things, and I've really learned a lot. Um, but I kind of, you know, obviously we've known each other for so long. We have some amazingly funny stories. Now, keeping in mind that, you know, I try to keep this PG. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but so, uh... we, I, feel like, I feel like we'd be remiss to not mention some of the, the stories we have. Oh. I figured we'd start with probably your first traumatic experience, the flaming Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Shout out to Max, dude, for uh, me not really liking Bonfire. Man. Like, <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, that was, uh, that one hurt. Literally... Physically and, you know, mentally at this point in my life. Uh, Do you, have yeah. you had a marshmallow since? Uh, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it brings me back to that day like it was yesterday every single time. Like, I can't, I can't look at a marshmallow the same. Yeah, so uh, I remember, like, like I said, like it was yesterday. We were down at my beach and, you know, it was, well, it was my family, your family, um, there's yeah, there's a few other. It's like Alec Anderson's mom was there. I don't know if he was there. I can't remember that. Yeah. But yeah, so Max, you know, the guy that knows everything, you know, from up, down, left, right, and everything in between, <laughs> he was telling me how to roast the the perfect marshmallow. That's what he called it, the perfect marshmallow. And so he gets he gets this thing going, and it and it and it lit up quick. When I mean quick, like it, this guy was literally like. Face down, just putting putting the marshmallows straight into like the hottest part of the fire, and and then he was like parading with it, like he was dancing around with it. And this thing, mind you, like this thing is sizzling at this point. Like I'm surprised, like it it was so burnt to the point that like I'm surprised it didn't melt like on his hand. You know how like the outer layer, like it starts like going down and stuff. Like I'm surprised, like nothing. So this guy's parading around with it, dancing around, like singing kumbaya, or whatever. And all of a sudden, the the marshmallow just flings off, and it literally stuck to my chest. Like if you can imagine, if you can imagine, like glue just like sticking to your chest, like that's exactly what it was. And this thing was still on fire, and it it was burning so hard. And I remember Alec Anderson's mom literally grabbed me and threw me into the sound. Like, thank God we were right next to water. Because, oh, the salt water must have been brutal, though. Oh, my God, dude. Everything was brutal about that night. Are you kidding me? <laughs> God damn. I mean, it was it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, so um, I remember that. And, you know, I remember going back upstairs. And I still remember to this day, too. We were walking up the path. And I think it was it was either your mom or your dad. As I was going up the stairs... Um, they were carrying me. It was probably and my dad carrying you. I don't think Mary would have been able to carry you and run upstairs. She was you, a great woman, but... Yeah, no, so... <laughs> yeah, it probably was. And then I remember seeing Max on the steps, and he was just in a fit. Like, he was crying hysterically. I'm like, dude, at least you're not the one with a huge, like, third-degree burn on your chest, man. And so, I, like, at this... Like, all the time, you know, when I... Uh, I have a birthmark that literally is, like, right where he hit me. So anytime like anybody ever sees it and, you know, they're like, oh, my God, you have a birthmark right there. I'm like, actually, no, it's for my cousin. He uh, threw a flaming, you know, hot marshmallow on my chest and it's uh, been there ever since. Still haven't recovered from that. Um, So, yeah, shout out to Max Malandrino for uh, making me feel like I'm, you know, I'm never going to have a marshmallow again. (laughs) Or if I do, it's going to be traumatic. Dude, I told you, so I went up to surprise Max in Charlotte a few weeks back and... uh... He was like 
he, I guess he had work scheduled and it was like my mom's anniversary. So he calls his boss and he's like, listen, my brother came to surprise me. It's my mom's anniversary. Uh, you know, I was supposed to work at 10 and she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for your loss. Please tell me he couldn't get off of work. <laughs> she was like, I'll see you at 10. <laughs> and he was just like, what? <laughs> Dude, like I, I, I mean, Max, oh God, Max, I can only imagine how he, he took that one. He, he did all right with it. But, uh. Dude, there were so many great stories. I remember uh, Lee Lee and Dan's apartment was epic. Um, trying to think. Trying to think. Um, I mean, are we going to tell the story? Which I one? I mean, the elephant in the room. Which one? Of my first encounter of Morgantown. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. Well, I, I warned you. Yeah. I said it wasn't. Yeah. I, I mean, mean. I remember that like it was yesterday because I was talking shit to you. Oh, my I, God. I, I tried not to curse, but I was talking. Yeah. And, and you were like, I can handle it. And what did you have, like a half a beer? Just stopped, Sam. Um, <laughs> honestly, I really think that I I could drink like nonstop throughout the day. And clearly, you know, when you're... When you're, fr- or no, I think I was a sophomore in high school. <laughs> okay, just now that we're good. <laughs> I think we were a sophomore in high yeah, school. Yeah, we were young, when, yeah. When, uh, when I went to Morgantown for my first time. And um, clearly, you know, when you see your older brothers and stuff, you know, you've been sized up your whole life. So you're like, yeah, no, you know, I've been, I've been drinking too. Meanwhile, maybe I've had like a beer and a half my whole life. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, I remember trying to keep up with them, and that was uh, that was the worst part because I think I was at that point like ninety two pounds soaking wet, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I drank a little too much, and you know, yeah. I I had a weird combination of uh, you know, stuff coming out of my body on both ends through my <laughs> through my mouth and throughout the the other exit sign too, simultaneously, and uh, yeah, I think uh, that was pretty much uh the most traumatic part of morgantown that i had to face and thank god for you coming every time that you see me you have to bring it up like you know <laughs> like it was yesterday you know and you always have to tell me that you know i drank half a beer that night and uh yeah that was uh that was one for the record books but one that can uh stay in the vault you know from the, from now on uh, I, remember, I remember one time Lee Lee was I was staying at his apartment. And he was like, "Dude, you take the bed. You know, you you visited me. You take the bed." And he only had like one trash can in the apartment. And we went out and we were drinking and like we went shot for shot. It was ridiculous. Like, cause you know, like we were you know we were be- we were best friends, but like I wasn't gonna let him out drink me, and he wasn't gonna let him, me out drink him. Mm-hmm. So like we're looking each other in the eyes, like throwing back shots, and like we stumbled back to his apartment. He's like, "You take the bed. I'll take the couch." And I was like, "You sure?" And he's like, "Yeah." So, like, laying on the couch, it's, like, 2 in the morning. And all of a sudden, this huge barge is in. He's like, I'm sorry, Sammy. And he just starts projectile, <laughs> projectile vomiting. And I didn't even oh know Dan God. was still in the apartment because he, he didn't say anything the whole weekend. Like, That's he was a shocker. In, he was in his room the whole time. <laughs> and so, like, the like the, I turn the lights on and leave. It's like a, it's like a, like a, a book from, uh, it's like a scene from a movie. Like, the amount of vomit that came out was incredible. It's like an and, exorcism. And Dan just comes out in, like, shorts and a t-shirt. He goes... I remember mm. my first beer. Yeah, <laughs> it goes back to that. That's literally that's literally the infamous. That's all Dan would say. Like you wouldn't hear one word from him until like somebody got banged up, and that's that was his famous line every single time. That you know he would rag on with you. Yeah. What was the other? What was that? Uh, that place you took me to uh, in Atlantic City. Remember that? In Atlantic City. Yeah. The, 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 the casino. The casino Borgata. Yeah, that yeah. was. 
That was a good time. That was, uh, oh my God, yeah, dude. With I, the dude I, from the pizza place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, I, God, I, I didn't even, I totally forgot about that, that you went with me. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a fun trip. Um, yeah, again, sorry, mom and dad. Lost, lost a bit of money that trip. I just remember, you, like, I was sleeping and you just kept coming in and grabbing more cash and leaving. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah, because you went to bed early. You went to bed at, like, Yeah, like, I, did, what, I, think like I, did, 11, I think I was 12. in grad school at the time, so I had to drive back yeah, in exactly. the morning, and, like, you just kept coming in and being yeah. like, it's not going well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I had to, yeah, I came in a few times, and then uh, I pretty much drained out my account. So, yeah, that was uh, that was such a fun trip for CJ, for sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, uh, it's, this is definitely, uh, Fart has been, you know, really, really good to me, and... Uh, I definitely, I definitely really do enjoy it here. Um, I just, I knew it's kind of weird because I was living in Long Beach at the time and my brother, I was living with him and he sold the house. And I remember, you know, speaking to my roommate, um, he was, you know, his parents were selling his house, so he had to go somewhere. So we kind of had to like, you know, kind of figure it out. And, you know, we were looking into uh, a couple apartments and, you know, we were looking at Huntington and stuff like that because Huntington was, like, up and coming and, yeah. you know, really nice. And then, like, we both, like, kind of realized, so, like, what's really stopping us from, you know, leaving New York? And it really was, like, nothing, like, nothing both of us, like, like, we both made out a list of, like, you know, whys and why nots type things. And everything of, like, you know, why to stay, like, didn't outweigh of, like, why to leave, and it was just, like, at the point in time where it was just, like, you know, nothing really besides, like, my family is, like, holding me back from, like, exploring, because, like, I never went away to school, too, so I, you know, I, I stayed at community college, you know, I stayed with my parents and whatever, so, like, I never really got that, like, experience of living on my own, yeah. you know, and I think it was really more of a decision to come down here to like really experience like a different atmosphere that I've known for so long and like get out of my shell for so long like yeah I moved out of you know Shore and Winning River and then I moved to Long Beach but you know Shore and Winning River was still only like a 40 minute drive so yeah it was a different environment but like it really wasn't at the same time so you know him and I we went back and forth and we we're like why why wouldn't we leave and you know it I, I'm I'm just a, a feel you know deep down inside me and I know this that like I'm just a better person I evolved differently and you know who knows where I would be if I would still be in New York but I feel like I'm doing way better for myself now you know I, I was starting to really you know go through the motions of you know not being myself and like not being okay mentally being in New York and um it was just time for a change and and I, and I knew that for myself that you know it where I was at right now, like, in my life, like, I just knew at that point in time, like, this is not really a good place for me, and, you know, it just needed a change, and, um, you know, for any of you listeners out there, man, it's like, you know, you go back and forth of, like, you know, why should I do it, why should I not do it, I mean, man, just, like, just do it, and, you know, you could always, you know, write down the, you know, yeses and nos of, you know, why you should stay and why you should leave. Like, that's a smart decision. But, like, if you're if you're really hesitant on it, like, you know, just do it. I mean, even if you fall short on, like, where you 
end up, you know, at least you could say like, oh, I did it, you know, instead of looking back on life and being like, you know what, maybe I should have done this and maybe my life would have been different if I moved down here. And that was part of like my mentality of that coming down here too was like, I don't want to look back when I'm like 40 years old and be like, you know, my life would be completely different if I moved, you know, and I would be happier and, you know, and everything else like that. So, you know, it was, it was definitely a dark place for me being in New York and like staying there. I just felt, you know, so enclosed and, you know, I, I really couldn't break out anywhere. So I had a great opportunity to come down here with, you know, my best friend that I've known ever since I was in second grade. And, um, you know, shout out to Greg Kane. You know, he, uh, he put a lot of things together and he put the wheels in motion. And, you know, I just had to say basically yes or no. And, you know, and I pulled the plug and I, I feel like I'm definitely a better man for it, for sure. It was, uh, it was definitely, you know, the right move for me. Yeah, I think I think that that's powerful what you just said because I do think that sometimes people fear change, but yeah. change is is necessary. Exactly. It, like when I moved to Jacksonville, I didn't know. I mean, I'd done an internship there in grad school, but I didn't really know anybody at right. all there. You right. know, and I was, and I knew like obviously when I when I was uh, you know I I've been around the world a few times and stuff so. Um, but you know, after my mom passed away, I was living in my, in my dad's basement, you know, <laughs> which I actually lived in that basement too for, yeah, you know, yeah. for a month. So. I think everybody at some point, <laughs> I know Ian Luciola lived there, Lee was living there. I was living there. I think my sister's had friends lived there. Max is, yeah. Everybody's lived in the, the Maladino basement at one point. The infamous basement. Yeah. And then I was living in the city and that got crazy. And then I, you know, I went. I volunteered for this this job off or whatever. Came back like a year later. Was was working again in the city, and I just knew like, well, I kept doing the same things. Right. Like, I knew that they were wrong. Like you know, I shouldn't party like this. I shouldn't do all this stuff. But like, I just it was. I was like, I was alive, but I wasn't living, and exactly. I didn't really care. Like, when you're just going through the motions of like you know your day to day type operation. Yeah, know? like I just remember I'd be walking around or whatever, and eventually, like I would be reminded of Lee at some point, right? Like, I lived right by this like elementary school, and like these parents would like walk with their two kids, and I'd be like, oh, that's me and Lee, and then I'd get sad and go like right to a bar, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I look at my watch yeah, and be like yeah. two p.m. I'd be like, oh, yeah, right. I'll have the best. i Red Bull, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Not the best decision. Yeah, and it, I definitely can relate to the the dark place that you get in and uh yeah it's just like it's it's just not like i know everybody's different and you know don't take my words for you know like oh because you know i said this i should do this or i shouldn't do it but you know my whole my whole point in all this is just like you know if you're free to do something you know i i i was always a creature of habit you know wake up go to work come home shower change eat bed um, and I just kept doing that day in and day out, day in and day out, day in and day out. And it just like, wasn't, you know, it wasn't working for me. And I just knew that like, you know, if I was to do something different about my life, then I need to do something now because it would just make things work worse for myself. And I just knew at some point in time, if, if I didn't leave, then I would be, you know, in a really bad spot, in a really bad place, not only, you know, not only financially, but, you know, mentally, like, most importantly, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I love Long Island. I love New York. You know, that that always has a special place in my heart. But, you know, it's a, it's, it's for me personally, it's a great place to visit. And for me personally, like I said, it's not a great place to live. Um, so, yeah, like I said, man, if, if anybody's out there, that you know, that's trying to work it out and work through the motions, man, I, you know, I suggest just go do it. And if it doesn't work out, at least you could look back and be like, you know what, I did it. And it didn't work out and you know you could go back and reassess and you know try something else if need be no i appreciate you sharing that um what, what type of stuff do you do now when you, you're in a dark place is there better coping mechanisms for you so yeah like there's so you know like back up in new york like i like i said i felt like i was stuck yeah like i couldn't really do anything now like and like the only thing that you really could do especially like you know during the winter time it was either you were stuck in your room or like or like you would go to a bar and like you know and you know have that type of night but like now like you know it's pretty much nice year round here so like i find myself so act like so much more active you know when i was up in new york like i was literally like you know especially when covid hit i was just in a wormhole of like just playing video games for you know 10 to you know 13 14 hours a day you know and like i was just doing that constantly and like this obviously clearly it's not healthy for you um you know physically and mentally and so now like coming down here you know i can i could go you know work out outside i could go to the beach you know i can you know go play pickleball i can you know go play golf like by myself like it's there's a lot more things to offer, like, you know, especially when I get stuck in my head mm-hmm. that, like, I could go out and, you know, I can do stuff on my own to, you know, cope with it. And I always try to find myself trying to be active and, you know, I don't I don't really like to stay home, especially when, you know, I'm, I'm off from work. I, you know, I, I like to try to go out and do things and enjoy, you know, the life that, you know, I've built around here because um, it's definitely it's definitely worth, you know going out of like your your little shell that you have, you know, created inside your home and, you know, experiencing new things. You know, I've lived down in Sarasota for two years and I feel like I still haven't even scratched the surface of like what it has to offer still. Yeah. And, you know, I find myself going to do different things. Like I'll, you know, drive up to Tampa or, you know, or St. Pete or, you know, go down South and, you know, just try to find new golf courses, if anything. And, it's uh yeah I, I just feel like there's a lot more coping things that I could do down here that uh that has definitely helped me be in the place that I am in today for sure. Well, that's awesome to see, man. Um, you know you you look good, you sound good. Thanks, and, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, so and, yeah, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I I think it's just for me. I've just kind of accepted like <clears throat> that chapter of my life is done, right? Like the new chapter, I'm kind of writing it. Exactly. Writing it, you know. But exactly. I know I know where I'm not going back to. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how that's exactly how I feel, you know, being down here too. Like I know this is this place is probably not gonna be like the end all be all type place and like this is where like my roots are planted, but I know that like I'm gonna be around in this area and like I know that, you know, this is the place for me. Um, you know, just around, you know, Florida and like what it has to offer. Like this is this is the right move for me. For sure. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't be more grateful, you know, that, that whole, that whole time with being up in New York, that is, you know, it's common it went, you know, and I, like you said before, I think 
I closed that chapter in my life and, or, you know, closed that book completely. And now I'm writing a different story now. And, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely the right one for sure. Yeah. I mean, I love going to New York, right? And when I was there, especially like after everything happened with my brother and my mom and stuff like that, it kind of just felt like everything reminded me of something bad right and like my I mom couldn't agree more like my dad called me and said my mom was gone on the drugs neck right the bridge and i got a call that lee died from my dad also when i was in brooklyn like because i was working there or whatever so like i try to just kind of not forget that those things happen but like now i just kind of look back on like the fun memories i had and like when i'm going home i'm not sad anymore it's more like especially with lynn um you know, getting ready to have the baby, like, I'm pretty amped for that. Yeah, like, that's you so know, awesome. Going for the baby so shower awesome. next weekend, and um, it feels like, like, you can't, bad things happen, and if there's one thing that I really have learned, in the, especially doing this podcast, is that everybody's been through something that's sad, you know, you're not alone in that, but, like, you're also not alone in growing from it and becoming a better person, and, like, right. sometimes I would self-isolate, and I even did that with you i mean i didn't talk to you in like over a year you know um until like a couple weeks or a couple days ago really and uh but like you don't have to be alone like you you, you always have people who care about you and, and exactly. even if you think you don't they do yeah it's just that you're just being you're being selfish with your thoughts exactly and it's it's such like a good reminder like yeah, we lost contact or whatever, but, you know, you came here and, you know, it's basically like, you know, you were here this whole time. And, you know, we, us, we had our type of little fallout or whatever um, for a little bit when we were, you know, growing up or whatever. Um, and, you know, you can't take that time back, but, you know, you could take the time now to really get into, you know, new beginnings and new chapters in your life. And, you know, that's how I pretty much try to approach everything you know, like, can't take back time, but, you know, you can move forward with your time that you have now, and, um, yeah, like I said, dude, like, coming, you coming here and stuff like that, we haven't talked in, like, a year or whatever, but, you know, it's like, you, you never left, and, like, now I know that you're going up to New York next week, and, like, so am I, so, like, yeah. you're kind of like a leech, like, you just, you, <laughs> you left, and you didn't, like, you know, yeah. you didn't really think about it. We didn't even like, plan now, that New York thing. Yeah, I know, that, that's what's even crazier, and, yeah. like, now you just... Now you're here, and then, you know, you come down here in Florida, and then I know that you're coming up to New York next week, and, like, it's pretty crazy how that all works out, but, you know, it, it works out for a reason, and I'm a firm believer in that, for sure. Yeah, well, I really appreciate you being on the show today, man. Yeah, um, man, thank you. It was, it was an amazing time. I can't wait to get you back on the show in the future. Yeah. And so, like, how definitely. it plays is, like, this episode's going to be called CJ, and then when you're back on, it's going to have a Roman numeral 2 and 3 and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, but Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, this love was a lot of fun. And, uh, I love you too, man. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely a great time for sure. It definitely. Uh... All right, everybody. Thanks for listening.